Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See with your heart and not with your eyes was a phrase told to me by the first spirit I remember seeing. While I thought it was silly at the time, I've come to understand how the sentence I've pondered my entire life may hold the answer to how mediumship works. My name is Birdie. I'm a psychic medium who has told my story of growing up psychic and continue to share the strange encounters I've had. These stories have been written and recorded just like the ones I am sharing with you. Together, let's delve into these written records and stories from beyond. Welcome to Spirit Diaries. Today is a bit of a rabbit hole, so buckle in and get prepared. If you are familiar with the paranormal, then you likely have heard of everyone from ghost adventures to YouTubers rave about getting EMF spikes or fluctuations in the electromagnetic field around them. This often is supposed to indicate spirit activity. And I often roll my eyes when I see these investigators holding an EMF sensor close to an active light switch or other electromagnetic pumping device. But as an investigator myself, I've often wondered where the origin and fascination with EMF came from, and ultimately, this roots back in science. Our physical body produces EMF. And the idea is that perhaps a spirit emits their own form of EMF, or at the very least can disrupt natural EMF fields. Being on the psychic medium side, I'm a bit slower to use technology in investigations over intuition. I often seek validating information, and I've found this easier to do with psychic mediumship versus different various technological tools. I've often been worried about using different technology in the field since there are so many things that can alter an EMF field and cause fluctuations to give false positives while using it to determine if there's a spirit present or to truly capture it as a yes or no in form of asking a question to the spirit. 
but recently I've been divulging into spagyrics and study of Paracelsus's understanding of herbalism and alchemy within the book of Evolutionary Herbalism by Sage Popham. I read something that sent me on a huge rabbit hole and quite honestly, maybe one of the explanations I now have for how mediumship works. So thank you to Saja and Paracelsus for this deep dive we are about to go on. Saja mentioned that the heart produces quite a large EMF field and dives deep into how we can communicate with plants by essentially allowing our fields to merge and sync with other plant matter. Without going deeper into his fascinating view of herbalism, this was a pivotal point for my brain where I sidetracked from his book Evolutionary Herbalism and went spiraling into theories about mediumship. If we did have a large EMF field that could interact with, say, a plant, then surely it could be used to communicate with the fellow human or even non-corporeal entities such as a spirit, right? Recently, research has been showing that our hearts may be as intricate as our brain. While previously we thought the heart was just another organ responsible for pumping blood to the entire circulatory system so that our cells, tissues, and organs could receive nutrient-rich oxygen, we have now found it's capable of so much more. It has been recently found that our heart brain actually sends more communication to our actual brain than the other way around. This is an incredible concept that was so hard to wrap my mind around, or should I say wrap my heart around, because our heart is essentially a brain. This means that our hearts are often the ones leading communication within our body. And if you aren't swooning yet, you should be, because this is adorable. When looking at the heart and the brain, it is the heart that beats before our brain even forms. And after our brain dies and the end of our lives, our heart will continue to beat as long as it has oxygen. It is our soul lifeline and it has 40,000 neurons, which is a cell designed to send electrical signals. And it has the ability to process, learn, and even remember. That's right. Our hearts have their own memories and neurocardiologists have been studying our heart's intuition because our heart is indeed proven to be intuitive. The HeartMath Institute has found that positive emotions such as compassion creates a harmonious pattern in the heart's rhythm, leading to coherence, which is an energetic state of alignment of the heart, mind, and emotions. This is why it feels so good when you follow your heart, because you are in this energetic alignment. So this is officially an excuse, scientifically, that we should only follow our hearts from now on. The heart also has electromagnetic energy that is greater than the brain's by 5,000 times and is claimed to reach 3 feet outside of the physical body. This reminded me of an aura, something that is supposed to expand from you, except this electromagnetic energy is truly recorded and real that it does indeed reach three feet outside of our physical body. 
This electromagnetic energy can even be detected within another person who is next to you via an electrocardiogram or ECG. This gives validation to that icky feeling we get when someone invades our personal space. They can biologically be offsetting your heart's rhythm, which can lead to your parasympathetic and sympathetic system being out of sync, causing anger, anxiety, or frustration. This leads credence and validation to all of us who feel sensitive around other people and feel as if we are taking on their energy. We are because their heart's field is interacting and affecting our own body, which is scientifically recorded, so that ick we all feel or even that really happy vibe we get around someone who is just emitting wonderful energy, our hearts are sinking with them. This is absolutely mind-blowing. This made me wonder about when I interact with spirits in a location. Is this how a blindfold or even noise-canceling headphones and a lack of knowledge about an area have no effect on the quality of my reading? Sometimes I think ridding myself of physical senses actually enhances my mediumship. However, what if my heart is the psychic thing? What if it's not my brain? I've been searching for a neuro explanation my entire life, and in my early 20s, Around 2016, I had an electroencephalogram or EEG done, which measures abnormalities in your brainwaves. During this scan, I decided to do a mini research study on my psychic abilities to see if it had any effect with my brainwaves. I did not disclose my secret test to my neurologist because I was terrified to admit I believed I was a medium. And secondly, I was terrified to tell a doctor that I believed I communicated with spirits. During my childhood, I was always afraid of being taken to a covert government facility if someone found out that I was a medium, but it turns out most people just don't believe me and I have nothing to worry about. Anyway, the doctor connected dozens of electrodes to my scalp and told me to lay still and remain relaxed during the test. He shut off the lights and left the room. Robert sat in the corner and I gave him a wink after about five minutes when the coast was clear and I began channeling. There weren't many hospital spirits around, but I tried to communicate with anything and everything, bouncing from spirit to spirit, eventually reaching out to a spirit guide who was incredibly active in my life at that time. I was desperate to try to communicate with anything to prove or disprove the use of brainwaves with mediumship. Eventually, I ended the reading and waited for the neurologist to come back. At this time, I did believe in myself as a medium, but I was still very much in the broom closet about it, and I didn't like trusting any information I received if I couldn't then validate it through digging through historical records or validating it with a sitter. But I was still so young in my mediumship that I hadn't grasped how to exactly get identifying information like I strive for now. When the doctor returned, he smiled and asked how my nap was. Robert and I looked askance at each other, knowing full well I did not go to sleep. 
I told the doctor I hadn't slept, and he replied that I had because he watched my EEG enter in and out of a state of sleep and dreaming roughly five minutes after he left, which is the exact moment I began to channel spirit. I was incredibly excited because something on my EEG did indicate that my brain was changing while channeling, and according to this doctor, it had shown I was dreaming. This is actually a phenomenon that researchers have found in studies of mediums in the past few months and in recent years. They've shown that brainwave activity is different between mediums when they're at a resting state, when they use their imagination, and when they channel, which shows with a mix of beta and alpha waves, which is simulating as if someone is dreaming and going in and out of sleep eerily mirroring the exact sentence my doctor had said to me nearly a decade ago. And doctors have speculated that mediums don't necessarily work with dead people, but mediumship works somehow with us connecting to the living. I've honestly wondered this myself, and this was a huge question I had during season one of Spirit Diaries, our investigation series on YouTube, but I was able to debunk this idea since working with Robert because oftentimes I will pick up on psychic information that was not stated by a tour guide to Robert or even found within Robert's research. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. For example, there was a specific stabbing in Randolph County Infirmary that I explained on camera, which is in our Patreon exclusive footage, and we only found information of that stabbing in historical records months after my visit. The tour guide didn't mention it, and Robert did not know that information. Or in the plane video, when I get the name of someone who represented the company of the pilot, which Robert did not know of and I also did not do any prior research to. And if we are to assume that the heart and EMF connecting with another living person are to attribute to mediumship, in many cases, such as the plane episode, I was well out of the range of another living being and wouldn't be syncing with them or on a private case when I pulled information that the sitter didn't know, such as sensing a future head problem within one of my sitters that would come in a matter of a month, as told to me by her mother who had passed and was in spirit. So it leads me to wonder, where is this information coming from if it's not coming from the living because they couldn't possibly know that information, just like I couldn't possibly know that information? If it wasn't coming from an associated human, who was it coming from then? This leads to my theory, and perhaps this is a theory that's already out there and I just haven't heard of yet, but as far as I know, this is purely my thought, and I do highly encourage anyone with capabilities to conduct scientific research to do so and investigate this, but my thought is that perhaps I am using my heart brain and its emotional intuition to connect to the potential EMF generated by a spirit. 
And when they enter into my heart field, I can reach a state of synchronicity with them and start to receive information. This would explain how I'm able to obtain information only this deceased person would possibly have a way of knowing. During our plane episode, Robert and I tested the bones method, which is a method that combines a few previously used paranormal tests to try to reach a sense of validation. Essentially, one person is hooked up to a spirit box or a rapid frequency radio scanner and another to just noise-canceling headphones with the goal of reaching coherent and validating communication between the two. And then there is a third party who is not impaired in any way and is asking questions. The two hearing-impaired participants are able to use a blindfold if they so choose. Shockingly, at one point during this experiment, it was almost as if Robert and I were having a coherent conversation, and even Robert was truly stunned after this session and reported that he felt like he was having a conversation with a spirit, which is something he's never experienced before, and I rarely see him excited after an investigation. I was able to reply to his questions accurately while hearing impaired, with a direct certainty, and circling back to the start of this episode, when I was a little girl and a woman in spirit told me that I could see spirits because I saw with my heart, not with my eyes. It makes me wonder if that perhaps the spirit understood science that was decades down the line. Perhaps mediumship is a marriage between our heart brain interacting with other humans' hearts and EMF of perhaps spirit's residual heart, if I can reach a bit into the unknown here. This is curious to me too, because I've been able to give people readings at a distance, but usually when this happens, I sense that spirit is physically in the room with me. Even in the case of visiting Stone Mansion, General Azahel Stone was a spirit in our house before we went, and that's how I received information from him prior to my visit. Of course, my observations are still purely hypotheses and theory, but I am so excited and fully confident that mediumship does in fact have a scientific explanation, and that one day it will be able to be validated scientifically as proof that someone is capable of reaching obscure information through an altered state of consciousness. I have since found researchers who are actively looking into studying mediumship and have reached out and volunteered my brain as tribute for them to study because I truly want to see this field progress and I am confident in my abilities and I am ready to have it tested. This is why I put myself through grueling tests on the podcast and in our investigation series because I am truly as curious as all of you. While I experience it, I still don't have concrete answers of how this works, and while I get better with it every time I use it, it's still this huge mystery that I can't help but to ponder about. What are your thoughts about this? Is our heart brain the answer to the mystery of the unknown? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next time. Story written, edited, and produced by me, Birdie Bones. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so on Patreon, where your pledge will be much appreciated and you will receive bonus content as well as some bonus episodes. Again, a special thank you to all of our patrons, including Chemically Feline. We wouldn't be able to produce this podcast without you. Thank you for listening.